Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It is the Daily Live. Mm. Uh, Hello. News overnight that um, Everton may well be about to be fully taken over by 777 Sports Group. There's been lots about them mm. recently. Um, there's still some debate as to whether or not They'd pass any kind of fit and proper test anyway and whether it will actually go forward. But the news as of last night and it's ran into today is that uh, they may well be the new owners of Everton Football Club, which goes a little bit against what Farab, whether you believe what he says or not, his message is very much being Everton were looking for investments and expertise rather yeah, yeah. than Everton were fully for sale. Yeah. Um, but this story... That I think it was first appeared on Bloomberg, I think, last night and has now been picked up by everybody in the yeah, Telegraph. Repeating it. Yeah. yeah, Telegraph have got it today. Sky have got it, obviously, as well. Um, says that it's actually a full takeover hmm. that they're in talks for. So, what's your understanding of it, John? Um, well, deals that are close don't always get closed so that's mm -hmm. the first thing so you know the story that's circulating and because inevitably what happens with these things is that somebody perhaps goes first on a on a on a thing don't they in the sense of hey we've got an exclusive almost yeah mm -hmm. and they go with it and then somebody else on a different platform or whatever says well what's that and then they do their investigation and say oh it's real mm -hmm. and then they repeat it and repeat yeah, it, yeah, repeat yeah. it and i guess sometimes it gets repeated repeated and repeated even when it's not real <laughs> because you know, you've got editors i suppose saying why is everyone doing this story and we are not yeah but then when someone reputable like alan pops up and sticks it on his social media and then sky obviously interviewing presumably at home in his garden whatever it was yeah um and, and he gives the the praise of what's going on then you have to sit up and take notice he doesn't just go with rumors he'll have spoken to people he cross-referenced it and ended up with a, a probability minimally yeah that this is real but the reality as reported is they're close to a deal now is that close to agreeing a deal close mm. to closing a deal and mm. so on right now you can't close the deal until the premier league have said yes we consider you an appropriate owner of a premier league football club yeah um and and i'm surprised if that takes months because you would think it was more a factual VAR rather than a subjective mm. VAR. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, it didn't seem to get in the way of a subjective VAR for Newcastle United, did it? So, so maybe nope. it is a <laughs> bit case based and therefore can take a time. Um, and if it does take a time with without any announcement from Fahad Mashiri or indeed the football club, then it's not good for the most important stakeholder because the fans are being ignored again. Um, as far as what this deal is, that might be close. If it's a full takeover, that's Farhad Mashiri selling his shareholding. Mm. That means the money goes to Farhad Mashiri. Yeah. It's the football club that needs money. Mm. It's the football club that needs, you know, working capital and capital investment for com completing the stadium and so on. So in that sense, Farhad getting as much money as he thinks he, he can get and walking off into the sunset doesn't necessarily change the state that Everton Football Club find itself in of needing you know cash ultimately mm. so even when a new owner announces yeah we're it now yeah yeah they have to be able to step up to that as well
you know, and, and what does this do to the MSP thing, which hasn't closed yet? That I still be muted, though, isn't it? Still yeah, being it's expected. Mm. You know, um, the hundred million loan for the stadium yeah. to finish the stadium. Yeah. Um, but again, if they had the funds to hand, which they did, because it went on Scotland's mm. commission and all that sort of stuff, so people could see it, and they they thought thought they were close to agreeing a deal that would have had it convertible into extra at a later date then why hasn't it happened then and maybe it hasn't happened because it's going to come from somewhere else that money i mean farhad if nothing else is a difficult we talked about it on the mm. sofa haven't we is a difficult guy to deal with because he clearly has a number of plates that are spinning and mm. you know i did a tweet this morning to al because i, I i've done stuff in the past and sometimes the best deals are when if you're the winner of course yeah but yeah. the best deals are when everyone thinks the other guy has won until you get announced as the winner well so who knows what really is going on listen yeah. we we've we have done this before we've mentioned this before when msp were looking to be involved when farad mashiri got the club it was announced on the day no one heard anything no one knew until it happened because yeah. it was the two americans who were shouting the mouth off mm. at the time they yeah. were going to be the ones, yeah, yeah. they were going to take over, they'd been over to see it, they'd been shown around, mm. they were doing this, they were doing that. Farad Mashiri's the new owner of Everton Football Club the next day. Yeah. Um, Minority shareholder at the time. At the time, but he was but, in but with the money. it was announced money. as a, you know, there was a deal for mm. him to get control down the track. Exactly. So we may see that in. again, mm. right? Which is, when does investment, let's call that a short-term need, mm -hmm. turn into a takeover which is a long-term event and again when we've done uh, the business with Blaney stuff on, mm. on, on the sofa we've talked about you get in the door because he wants if we're talking about Farhad or the club actually mm. the club wants stroke needs a certain amount of cash yeah, yeah. and it it's it's prepared to to allow that to convert into equity down the track which inevitably would dilute all existing shareholders mm. in other words the football club prints some shares and msp were going to buy them yeah you know um but once you get through the door and you you do your due diligence particularly if you're a venture capitalist type group who, if you do anything right it is acquiring assets that have upside mm. yeah ideally distressed ones so you get them at a pre you know not at a premium but the opposite get them at a discount and certainly everybody would expect that Farhad Mashiri, if he does bail out any time before the stadium's concluded, he will be going at a discount. Yeah. A discount of what he spent, if not a discount to the actual value of the club. Um, but once you get your foot through the door, you go, oh, you know, if it was good business for us to get 20, 25% shareholding, it might be even better business to get 51 mm. or, or 60 or 70 or 80 or, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Thing with the seven 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 people is there's no real visibility that they've got the wherewithal to do that. Um, but of course, what we don't know is how much Farhad Mashiri thinks he's going to catch a cold and how much he's prepared to take just to get out the door and run away. Yeah. If indeed that is what is happening, mm. and if that's in the few hundred million space, then people would say, well, if they've got a few hundred million, then yeah, absolutely. Um, why wouldn't you do it? Because you know it's undervalued and it should be worth a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but if, if it goes to someone scraping the the money together to actually buy his shares, where, where does the capital investment come that the business needs? Where does the cash flow, you know, working capital stuff, where does all that come from? Mm. Now, it's not what we want, is it? You know, it smacks of huge potential for being 
a leveraged buyout, doesn't it? Where the, you know the, the, they're acquiring the business um, potentially uh, with money they don't have, mm. written against assets that they don't own until they walk through the door. Um, so it could be interesting. Could be interesting. Interest. It, I mean, I mean interesting is not a way of Well, you're going to get some serious debate, aren't you? Particularly on on on, on the, the echo chamber platforms and stuff like that, because <clears> you're going to have some people over on on your left hand side or right, whichever you choose, who will almost believe in the short term they'll do anything to get rid of Ken Wright and Mashiri, and then as soon as they've gone, all focus goes on the new boys. Then, mm. so so the Mashiri thing was the best way it's been done in recent times hasn't it which is you don't know anything about it while you're still getting your head around it it's done mm. and and that's what's needed Th these long periods of uh, uncertainty and doubt are painful painful for the fans and perhaps painful for the fabric of the football club as well because so much needs to be done can i just jump in here um we've had confirmation that the 100 million from msp the loan has gone into Everton. oh excellent okay. so that's good news so again okay, that gives far had longer to negotiate doesn't mm. it so that's for the that was listed as we expected that to, to finish the stadium wasn't it uh, to, that was what to it was, enable the finishing of it yeah it, there's nuance it around it isn't it because right. the expectation was that in evidencing that someone is prepared to spend, lend such a large sum of money, then the more um, traditional lenders of big banks and stuff are more likely to take up the slack. Mm. And, it, and if that's the case, that's good news. I mean, we had a shareholders meeting last night, a committee meeting, and of course, we keep remembering, it seems an eternity ago now, because you were there, weren't you? Mm. Being in DC, July mm. 2022, yeah. and Miss Sherry, and I know people suspect he doesn't tell the truth, the whole truth, and not the, but the <laughs> truth all the time. Um, and he is open to misinterpretation, but it was very black and white. And he was asked to, you know, to qualify what he said. He said the stadium is funded till the end of 2023. Mm. Now he's just got money, which we're told is for the stadium. That presumably means any payments due to Lang or Rourke or whatever into the early part of 2024 are now there. And now there, yeah. Boys and girls, that's, well, that's five, good. six months away. Mm. Um, so we may have to suffer a lot of uncertainty between now and then, mm. simply because there's no deadline for him, is there, in, in that sense? Other than, so you set the stadium side a bit mm. for a while, because the cash, if that's what it's, dirty word, ring-fenced, yeah? Mm. Um, then you're into, well, what about the working you know, capital that the business itself needs? Yeah. And, you know, we know that Andy Bell or whomever chucked a few tens of millions in a while ago to do that. Are those few tens of millions needed again? So from a deal negotiation point of view, mm -hmm. it's a great game if that's the sort of game you like playing. Yeah. And uh, in this sense, part, part of the fact that Farhad's um, an interesting character to, to deal with, I think, if that 100 million hadn't turned up, then the clock would be against him. But mm. He's just bought a bit more time, hasn't he? Um, someone's asking, don't they already own sports clubs? Well, they, do, they already they? own Hertha Berlin, Genoa, uh, Vasco da Gama in Brazil, Standard Liège, Sevilla. and French third-tier side Red Star. And additionally, the company owns a piece of Sevilla right, yeah. and has purchased the British basketball club London Lions in 2021. 
uh, and has took a 45% stake in British basketball a year later. They've also agreed to a five-year deal to control Melbourne victory. That was in last January. They took that. So they do have ownership of a lot of clubs. We've seen of late, very recently even, uh, Standard Liège fans protesting against them. Um, lots of other supporters not happy with their involvement. Haven't done what they said, broken promises, whatever, whatever. I mean, we could say some of that as well, couldn't we? But that's what's been said. Um, the promise a striker or something? <laughs> uh, amongst everything else. Yes. So... It's interesting because I've not... They're not getting great PR, put it no. that way, are they? And the other thing as well is, even if this deal is agreed, um, it will it will take some time for it to be completed. They do have to pass the Premier League's fit and proper owners test and things are getting changed all the time. You know, after Newcastle's deal was strangely... Accepted I wouldn't overnight. necessarily take some. It was, but stuff was changed from that then. Yeah, yeah. So, be, so what was what's really interesting with the Newcastle stuff is after that was done, there was then uh, something put in about government owning football clubs. Mm. Once the door was, once Newcastle were patted on the back, mm. um, which I think has probably moved the Chinese consortium out of the picture. Um, with certain links have been said back to governments from whatever. So there's no guarantee that 777, even if they were able to to prove they had the money and apparently their assets are worth six billion of what they currently own. Um there's no guarantee they would actually pass that test anyway. Mm. And it gave Evertonians if they weren't weren't happy a chance to vent their feelings and, and let people know. Well it's an interesting one because have you looked at why they've got bad press? In detail, I've just read little bits and pieces. Just how, yeah. You know, and you know, and that's well, broken pro- fans are gonna. Of course, we are emotional about our football mm-hmm. clubs. That's that's. It, it's a, a nightmare for clubs in one way, and it's an act, actual godsend in the other. Because if we weren't emotional about our football clubs, we wouldn't go, mm-hmm. would we? If they were crap, mm-hmm. we wouldn't go. You wouldn't go and see the same play over and over again mm-hmm. if it was awful, would it? With awful people in it, awful players, characters actors whatever we are hooked it's why you drive up and down the bleeding country at whatever hour of the day night whatever to watch this team knowing and yet probably we ain't gonna win a game or whatever you go with the hope you're always playing on the hope aren't you and and that's football fans across the world so if you're standardly aged who've the latest ones protest and they were promised investments and better players and going, we want to win stuff, whatever, whatever, whatever. All the things you'd expect someone a trying to owner, sell of course, themselves of to course. the guys who own it. Yeah. And, it and apparently, well, it hasn't happened, has it? And, and there'll, there'll be other, I haven't looked, I know Philip O'Clair's done bits on these, there's other people have took up the mantle and journalists mm. on this group, they're unsavoury, whatever. Mm. I know Josh Wonder, who is the was elected to the ECA, I think, last yeah. the European Club. Clearly they didn't mind, but then that's not a good um it's not a great market though, is it? Yeah. So they so listen, in every story, there's two sides, of course mm. there is. And just because one person says this about them doesn't necessarily mean it's it's absolutely correct. But I would rather Everton were being bought by people 
by people who lots of other people were saying are tremendous owners and are great and Absolutely. they're going to do this and there's evidence based. So the, everybody, I or think, had is no right. baggage at all. Or didn't have any baggage. Got lots yeah. of money. Well, if they haven't got if they haven't got any expertise, mm. then they'd mm. have to bring money, wouldn't yeah, they? Exactly, okay. Yeah, exactly. And these guys presumably would advertise themselves as a, you know, city group light type thing where mm. we've got a range of franchises, whatever you want to call them, and the sum of the parts, you know, grows up to be a bigger whole. Yeah. Mm. Um, and clearly, if you've got, you know apparently sufficient influence over Sevilla to be one of the reasons why they put every player up for sale, yeah. Um, then, and, and clearly you've got control of other clubs, you know, some of whom have got relegated, some of whom have been relegated and got promoted again, but still have the budget reduced. But maybe they're just pragmatic business decisions, quite cutthroat business decisions. And they're not necessarily types of decisions that are going to sit well, as you say, with an emotional group of the most important stakeholders, which are the fans. Mm. And one one of the, you know, the trusted executive, which is actually a book written by a mate of mine, um, talks about be careful about making promises. Mm. And, I, and I remember first meeting I had with uh, the previous chief exec at Everton, you know, said to her, whatever you do, don't make promises you can't deliver. Mm. Whatever you do, and because you, you've then got to be quite adept at explaining why you couldn't. And I think I spoke to a journalist this morning and one of the things I said about these guys was if they do seduce the owner to sell a load of his shirts, yeah, so that they mm. get control, then the first challenge is dealing with what is going to be probably a very unhappy fan base. So the story better be good. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can illustrate good stories is with just that examples. And if the examples are standardly aged fans hate us, yeah, you know, when Earth of Berlin got relegated, yeah, yeah, and Genoa got promoted again, but the budget's cut, and Sevilla have got all their players up for sale, how do you get a story around that, yeah? Mm. Um, and without actually making the relationships with those other clubs even worse, because clearly a foundation of a story is, but the jewel in the crown is a Premier League football club. Well, let me ask you this, because Ian Curry in the chat, never mind chat, says, uh, doesn't the hundred million from MSP now muddy the water with MSP and seven 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 and rights and media all competing for shares? Well, rights and media aren't competing for shares. Are they? They're media just a loan are, company, aren't they? Basically? Rights and media are, some, are a lender mm. to the football club. MSP are a lender to the football club. Mm. Now, the football club is a still a going concern, mm. and we we need to be careful about muddying the waters between what Mashiri is doing, right? Because if we go back not many weeks and MSP, the story was, was it not, that they were going to loan a certain amount of money to the football club, not to Farhad, to the football club, mm. and at a later date, that would be converted potentially into whatever it was, 20, 25% shareholding in the club. That was the share, those shares were coming from the club. Mm. That was the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so it would be a share placement you know, and replace a loan with an equity shareholding. If Fahad Mashiri sells his shares, that money goes to Fahad Mashiri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so hence why we come back around that loop again. Of, well, hang on a minute. If we, if we just replace guys who are a guy who's cash strapped with a company that's cash strapped, how does that help? So something's got to be done that makes it look more attractive than just Fahad's found somebody 
who who can sell he can sell to now clearly what they will have a better chance at i think it, albeit maybe not you know exactly glowing if you look at the relationship with the with the fans is that they've got experience of running football clubs mm. or being influential in the running of football clubs i mean what are, you've worked are, are these venture cap and seven in essence, yeah. in essence, and you've obviously worked with venture capitalists. What do you think makes, what do you think makes these different from MSP, in terms of obviously there was very MSP was greeted with more positive, quite clearly more positive outlook, wasn't it? There was talk. I know they're involved in Formula One, different things. So there, there was talk of uh, expertise within the sporting arena, if you like. Why do you think the is is it simply because? The evidence is there that these haven't done as good a job as, well, as I, what others I haven't done. looked at it close enough um, to know whether they've done a good job or not, mm. particularly in business terms. Yeah. Okay. It's about business terms. And one of the things that we as fans um, enjoy or not yeah, is the emotional side of it. Mm. Yeah, because you're positive and good days and bad days, my friend. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, our expectation is that anyone who owns our football club is going to live and breathe the same objectives that we do, which is fundamentally spend your last penny on trying to get that centre forward. Mm. But if they, if people come into a business to realise a return on their investment, then that's not necessarily what they're going to do, is it? Yeah. You well, know? not the same way we want it, no. That's right. Obviously, and, and yeah. people might look. People might look and go, where are those people? But those people um, are, I mean, Manchester City have, Manchester City have proved that those people are out there. And, and they, my thing, John, when I look at it. Their I, objectives are different, right? Yeah, but I, what I'm, okay, sorry, let me rephrase yeah. it. I, the disappointment for me is not whether or not, it's not whether or not Everton can get the, sorry, Ned. Just use that cup, sorry, mate. Cheers, Ned. Thanks, mate. And he'll have one time. Not whether or not these will do what City have done. Obviously, they won't do what City have done. But there must be people out there who want to buy into Premier League football clubs, who want to do what City have done. Now, you might, it's, it's more difficult to get that. It isn't the same landscape as it was when Manchester City came in. Manchester City came in. You you were still able to spend whatever you had. What do you think City have done? What was their objective? The owners of Manchester City, what was their objective? I'll just give you two. Was it to make a profit out of the investment that they've made mm. or something else? I don't know. Was there something else, isn't it? No, but that's what I was going to say. The Whether they made the profit, they're promoting the country, uh, yeah, no, but they've done stuff. everything. Like, so you look at like the Etihad campus, unbelievable. What's gone on there? We're doing it now. That's great. Mm. What's happened to Eastlands mm. is great. Mm. The catalyst for all of that was the Commonwealth Stadium, but then building the, you know, the, the, the academy, the campus, the, yeah. the still building stuff, mm. the new small state, whatever, whatever, all that sort of stuff. But that's all to promote what a wonderful of course, culture. No. Of course, and I've got the owners come from, yeah. But what I'm saying the is, the same will happen with Newcastle to some degree. Are there more of them out there? Why are Everton seemingly struggling to get someone to come in of that ilk? When I mean, we were at a business conference last week. We were told inundated from inundated from North America with hugely wealthy owners that want a Premier League football club and want it. 
be big and Bram Winstock. Well, hang on, there's only as far as I'm aware right now one Premier League club that's begging for someone to take it over. So why have we ended up... I really up... don't know. Why, no, I'm just saying, why do you think we've ended up with ones that have got a terrible reputation at the moment because of what's being put out there? Seemingly, like you said before, if they have got to go and scrape this money together to buy this fella out, where's the money coming for the rest of the stuff that actually needs doing hmm. at our football Which club? Which is the point we're making, yeah. And if I you're get only it. getting the people who can just about afford to yeah. buy it in the first place, then yeah. then but all we're gonna be isn't we're gonna be in exactly the same position with, with different fellas who, who make actually make people. Yeah, and that again, that's for me. That's the real the real worry here is that the we might be missing people who want this football or or could be persuaded to take this football club because of the huge opportunity that it presents you and develop it. it again just to reiterate it isn't what it was like when city took over you can no one's gonna have free reign so therefore almost having newcastle's wealth is almost irrelevant nowadays for the simple reason in, that, yeah and in, in 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 binary yeah search, in that yeah, way of just being city you can't do it. You yeah. can't do it because they're where they are. But what Newcastle have done really well is they've, they've got a structure in place and they're trying to build on top of it. Everyone would have to do that. We'd have to do it. Mm. And it's the correct way. Almost. It, I'd rather people. someone come in and go, we, we have to get, we have to create this, um, this structure that the football club starts to pay for itself. We'll have to bring everyone with us, which mm. are us, the stakeholders, yeah. as you always say. Absolutely. We'll come with you. But what we will do is bring more expertise, get better commercial stuff, create a better environment. You'll spend a bit more money because everything's feeling better. We'll have the recruitment side run better. And with all of that can filter upwards into the mm. points, which is the first team. We just seem to be Mate, pissing we, in we, the wind, we've got to, a, to use your phrase. Well, yeah, because... It, but why though, John? You're, you've worked in this it, industry. Because people why? won't make hard decisions ultimately, okay. right? Uh, and decision. See, I, I don't actually think there are hard decisions ever yeah, yeah, to make yeah, yeah. because if if, if you Ricky, follow, I will come to the super chat moment. Yeah, if you are doing the process properly, mm. then it's a decision. It's not a hard decision. It's yeah. the right decision. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And and culturally, this football club. And I know I cliche it with, they never do today what they should have done yesterday if they can get away with doing it tomorrow. Yeah. That's in the goddamn DNA, right? Mm, yeah. The Red Star bloody owner or president, whatever, said, what did he say in and around? Are they involved? Some, some, some involved Red with them, Star, right? yeah. As part of the defence of that, he says, the fans don't exclusively own the DNA of the football club. I think they do. And, well, not exclusively, but, well, not exclusively, but we are. But, but we the are. The he was trying to make it. I don't know what, what the, you know. The, the true context, but obviously not very happy fans. Just a bit like the ones in mm. in, in Liège, right? Mm. But the reality is that for many a long year, we have, have appeared to have as a football club made decisions based on some cultural default, which may or may not be true. Yeah. So yeah. the thing about we never have put ticket prices up forever. Yeah. Um, or this perception of we have to sign Cumin because the fans already know and they want him rather than doing the right thing. The right thing, yeah. So, so I think, and we've talked about it on the Business with Blaine stuff again, about, and, and it's not a negative this, be careful what you wish for. Mm. If you want the football club to be run properly, some really 
heavy decisions you don't like are going to get made, but that's doing it properly. Mm. And that could very well include, for example, really, sig- really, yeah, really uh, significant yeah. increases in ticket prices. Mm. Because if the stadium is full of people who paid on average 100 quid each, mm. that's better than if the stadium's full if on average people have paid 50 quid, obviously. Mm. Of course, yeah. But if that takes out whole generations of people, be it people who've been going for decades and can't go no more mm. and so on and so forth, that's a decision that you have made. Mm. And I suggest that in the current culture, that emotional side of it about the impact it would have on the community and all that sort mm. of stuff might re- result in us not putting the prices up. Yeah. In an objective business orientated way with people who are perhaps from North America who actually just want to make Monty it full. Well, want to make the book, sorry, yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, the book I've even thrown America. Yeah, the book. Make the, the book stops here. Yeah, all right? of that. But but to get the more money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just say, "Well, it's life," and that's almost American culture, isn't it? Really, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if if you want to go to match, you work harder so you get more money so you can go, not expect the tickets to be cheaper. You know mm-hmm. that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So maybe we then would see that. You know, I'm making this up. There's no insight here. No, you know that things like family enclosures and junior ticket prices being so low and all those sorts of things that's all leaving money on the table isn't it mm. we've just seen a very crude example in the last 24 36 hours where the football club have actually said something like as far as buying tickets off the resale platform is concerned season ticket holders aren't considered club members and only club members can buy from that platform now that's clearly someone tripping over themselves yeah. it's probably not what they meant but mm. that's what's come out right but that's actually quite objective because that really says to John Blaine, you know, if your granddaughter who's two can't go to game, you can sell the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to buy any from that platform, you can't because you're a season ticket holder. and You're not considered a member. Right. So buy a membership then. Death In other words, the, 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 mm. they're almost saying the cost of being able to buy tickets off the resale platform is 20 quid a year or whatever it is. Mm. Now, as it happens, my granddaughters are both members because they're not old enough. Well, one of them is a member, the other one's a season ticket holder. Mm. So, Everton, if you see my two-year-old granddaughter buying tickets off the platform, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be no, me. But, but clubs so you'll get that, business decisions being made. Wrexham do that now. Yeah, you'll get but the balance, the trick. Mm. And, and I don't mean it again, not as a negative. Yeah. But in the time honoured, it's not what you do; it's the way that you do it. You can do all the business stuff, mm. and people understand. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Or you can do it brutally, which is really black and white decision making. You know, how much can we put our ticket prices up and the stadium still be full? Mm. Do that then. Yeah. And but what we also said on on this, and you've got if someone's paying for a question, we better get to it. Yeah. Right? Is um, the old culture won't be able to cope, and yeah. the old culture is populated by people, and therefore. Technically, I guess, the first victims of a change of regime which results in a very objective rather than emotional subjective approach to running the business will be those people who can't change. Mm. You know, and there'll be loads and loads of people going down the road. And and also, and again we've talked about it, in the same, if you like, we're part of the community, the people's club thing, there is no doubt we have more people employed than are needed to produce what the people who are employed produce. Yeah. yeah? Mm. In other words, Absolutely, yeah. we've got, we're a bit top heavy on numbers, yeah. right? Need to reduce and that. a truly objective new owner 
or rather the people they put in to manage it, will go through the place like a dose of salts. Mm. Why well, there's 27 people over here when mm. we need six? Well, that's, that's Why that's the tickets the prices over here? Why is this? Why is that? Yeah, but Why people will, people would, I think, I'm speaking for myself, obviously. I'm speaking for anybody else. You're a fan. Other than myself, as an Evertonian, as a season ticket holder. They've already put my season ticket up. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing worse football than I've seen for years, mm. but they, but it's gone up, mm. and I expect it'll go up again at Bramley Moor, right? Emphatically, it fine. Will. And people will, people will accept that if we can see results. If if the results keep getting worse and you keep putting the prices up, people will drop away. It's just the way it is. But if you take the fans on the journey with you and go, look, we have to increase it by a tenner or whatever it is each pay, whatever to create this extra revenue. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to almost reset the club because we believe there's a way to do it and we can be successful by doing that, by building everything yeah. up. You can quote Brighton and Brentford till you're blue in the face. This is how we want to do stuff. Mm. We're going to be doing our bit, trying to raise new commercial partners and bring in, you know, finish higher, more more money. Everything better the club does should be about generating income. Exactly, but bring us with it then. So instead of going, well, the easiest way to do it is make match, every match at 100 quid. Encourage the fans. You said to me, right? They have to hang on. Encourage the fans that you know to spend more of their income with the football club, not ripping them off, but creating opportunity. So you've got a fair trade of money. If you've got that extra bit of money, spend it with us because that money ultimately feeds back into what we're trying to do, which is put that on the pitch. And together, if we're all unified and we proved this. Wasn't as evident last year, but people did stay with the club. But certainly, the end of when Lampard was here, that when everyone just put every grievance aside and backed the team with the coach welcomes and all that, we dragged them through the thing. We saw in COVID, without us, football's crap, like totally. genuinely crap. Yeah, that's when that's it, when uh, it, it was it was all like Ped often says. That's to when me, Gary Neville become an evangelist when he realised it clicked. Well, that's it. But Ped often actually, says to me, just. Go back and watch a few of those COVID games. And yeah. like every now and again, I see some heart, like Zach will show me, oh, yeah. Dad, remember this? And he'll put on the ground's empty and you're watching. And it, it is like, it's not a game. It's eh? like three quarter pace football. No one really sprints. It's weird. There's no energy. You can see there's no that extra no bit fire. of energy. There's no, and they score a goal and they're like clapping okay. and jogging. And it's flat. Yeah. Within a couple of years, if that was like, this is it going forward, the football would die. Absolutely. It'd be nothing. Absolutely. And therefore, you have to use your best asset. And our football club has moved away from that in the last few years. I don't know why. It's not the last few. It's a long but, time. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's yeah. been, the cracks have been there going that way. Haven't they, they have accelerated. Nice, but the last couple of years, it's got worse. And sometimes right. it's not really been the football club's fault. And other times, it emphatically has been the football yeah. club's fault. It, it, and what we have to do somehow, and I'm not these don't sound like the people to do it but we'd need someone to almost put everyone back in the mix yeah, and go I, I, this is the only way we all get back yeah, on the same page I, I mean I hear what you say and you know you you said take ticket prices mm. as an example mm. of, they've gone up already and that's after 10 years or more of not going up mm. at all yeah yeah, yeah. so it's almost like expected play, it, yeah, yeah playing catch-up type of thing um, but that was just avoiding doing the right thing for 10 years, wasn't it? If you think about it, because mm. they should have been well, they should have just off. edged it up, and yeah. then people will go, All right, I accept uh, it. And but, but, but if you're one of the people who the next 
ticket rise is the one that means you can't go no more. Yeah. Right? You might go, you know what? Right now, this second, it wouldn't bother me because it's rubbish, mm. right? But in a two or three, four, five years' time, we'll win everything under the sun or it's just fun to go the game again. Yeah. And the stadium's always full and everyone then, even in the club, believes and accepts that it was built too small, yeah? And you I'm know you them. have no chance whatsoever of ever getting in that ground with any regularity mm. after 30, 40, 50 years of supporting the club, you've been priced out, day, yeah. you know? And yet, the guy who spent seven or eight years at the club running hospitality said in his first couple of weeks to me, I don't care whose bums are on the seats as long as there's bums on them. Now, that wasn't building brand loyalty. That wasn't building annuity business, which keeps coming back because Baz is hooked. Mm. And all that happens when his season ticket renewal comes up as he decides when's he going to pay it. Mm. Right, don't, don't even look at the number. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm pleased in some Oh, I have to look at the number. Yeah. But I'm pleased in some respects that stuff i've banged on at the club for many a long year and they haven't done it with us yet mm. and if they're watching this please do because i'm sure there's lots who will do what i'm advocating and, and, and fans will do it and the club will benefit i said give me a multi-season season ticket I, i'll sign up for 10 years right now if you want yeah no they're doing with the hospitality making them sign up for three years i'd sign up for 10 years just not if they tell me i've got I've got to pay for no, it. No, not up front. No, no. No but, chance. But, but the point being, you know, mm. every year we go through the charade of signing up again. You know, mm. there's 12 months in a year. Take 50 quid off me every single month for me 600 quid season ticket. Mm. And if it's, you know, a 1,200 quid season ticket, take 100 quid off me every month forever. Just keep taking it. Yeah. Right. And therefore, you've got cash flow guaranteed to some degree. Okay. Yeah. You know, and but also you can turn around to, and, and maybe you have to give a full season's notice that you don't want to do it. We all do it with mobile phones. We do it with Sky. We not a they, full season, no. John. No. Well, whatever. No, you know. We, we, but we Sky give us a you know a contract, and we want to get out of it. We have to pay them and all sorts. Of, you know what I mean? They're the sorts of very low hanging fruit types things that can be done by having a commercial person at board level whose who's only objective in life is to drive up income. Mm. And then you have natural challenge around the board about, hang on a minute, yeah. that won't resonate very well. Because the example for you is how could you get more money out of our fans? Mm. Well, everyone buys merchandise, say. Mm. Well, why don't they buy it now? Is it because it's too expensive or because it's not in the stores or it's because it's not sexy and they want it or is it all of the above? The answer is it's all of the above. And a bit of emotion. And a bit of emotion. So so when you want continuous improvement, this is where sort of Terry Smith will talk about continuous improvement, NSNO is rubbish. They're not mutually exclusive. You can have both. But you have to have a cause and effect. If, if you want to drive up income from, say, uh, retail, mm. you've got to make stuff people want to buy. Yeah. If you want to increase ticket prices, you've got to make people want the product. Mm -hmm. And the way you make people want the product is to have more people wanting to buy than there are tickets available to sell, and that drives the price up. So for a short period of time going into Bramley Moor, you can put your prices up to whatever you bloody like, almost. Mm -hmm. As long as Everton are in the Premier League, people who want to go and go to that destination, aren't they? Then you want to extract as much wallet share out of me as you can mm. you often say you go all around the country duh, duh, mm. duh, duh, duh. well that means i spend more money watching everton away i mean you do then you do it than home. i spend yeah, watching yeah. them at home and i've said for years to mm. everton execs why don't you try and get my away wallet to be spent at home 
Now, we know we want Everton fans to go to away games because yeah. it helps. But you can, again, you can do that in a way whereby you think, well, John's spending five grand a year or whatever it is, or more, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We could get that. We're perhaps getting three or four, five times. Because everybody else yeah. is getting your money, not yeah, Everton Football absolutely. Club. absolutely. You know? yeah. And that's when you get into 13,000 people in a fan zone at Bramley Moor. That's what people are talking this about is now. what, And it sounds great, but where's the plan to get people in? Yeah. Where's the plan to get 20 quid out of them? Right, and, let know, me do every this. Game and so on? Right, Ricky on the Super Chat says, uh, Afternoon, gents. I'm happy with the new additions. Uh, but in all honesty, do you think we have the squad depth to stay up, given yeah. our injury record? Absolutely. Do, I, yeah. Someone asked me the other day, uh, once I calmed down, <laughs> the Chef United. Did you have a mic on? And, um, no. <laughs> but we had a good conversation about it. It was, and it was someone who's very... Um, very thoughtful about the game. Sure. There's no reaction. It works in the game. Just very thoughtful about it. And it was like, what do you think? And the the question was, do you think they're better equipped this season than they were last season to stay up? At right? this stage? Just just with what they've got. Yeah, at this stage. And I, I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he agreed. Well, I it was so, like, well, yeah. they are. Quite simply, because, okay, last year you could argue we had more defensive options. That's a fact. We yeah. did. We had... Meaner and we had Cody in with what yeah, yeah. we've got, but we have got plans right there, whatever, whatever. But we didn't have anything in the final third. We yeah, had we, we had Dwight McNeil overperforming everything he's ever mm-hmm. done in his life, and I hope that that's his new level. Be great if it is. But Jack Harrison back again running all of that, which is great. And we've got Dom, and we've got Beto. Schmidt's an unknown quantity. We've got okay, Damari Gray's gone out the door. But we've got Dan Juma. So offensively, we are well more equipped to to do better than we did last yes. season. Defensively, it's a work in progress, but we've still got four centre back. Doesn't matter whether you scream at the screen now, that whether you like Michael Keane or Ben Godfrey or whatever. We have we've got a very capable defence, which Seamus Coleman coming back to be available as well. Helps, of course it does. Um Good goalie. And um, the keeper's decent, and with midfield in midfield, we've got a good array of midfielders. I don't think the manager's using them correctly. And Onana was played in a six for Belgium again the other day. Uh, it doesn't matter to where he plays. If you go and look at where he plays, and he's most effective, it's in the number six. Out. It's not pushing higher up the pitch. So once the manager works that out, passing is superb. That'll be fine. So I think I think we are. We will need a little bit of. We will need people to stay fit. I would say that we do. But I don't look at every single squad and go, if they get injuries, mm. they're fine. You know, we, we often look at, like, Bournemouth, say, for arguments, and go, oh, they've got a good squad then, yeah. they're whatever. Bournemouth lose two of their defenders, they're in trouble. If they lose two attackers, they're in The same as what most teams in the bottom half are, and we're in that, but of look course. look at the, the, the shower from across the road, how fearful they were of one player leaving huh? in that window and going to Saudi for lots and lots of money. And he's the catalyst for everything. But they've still got great options. But they were just looking at him and being a bit worried about yeah. him. And they still had four other tremendous yeah. options. So yeah. I think they've got five players we'd have in our. Oh god. <laughs> Only no, I think there's, there's more. There's there. Right. Every every one of their forwards waltzes into That's our right. team. And yet they were worried about mm-hmm. that one player going. So you have to look them and I get it, I get people will look. I think if you look at all the numbers, the numbers point to we've got to be better defensively. 
and we've got to take our chances. And if we do that, we'll be nowhere near trouble. The, the numbers will prove that to you. The amount of chances Everton have created and the missing, the amount of we're, we're giving up too many bet good well, chances. We're underperforming next year and all that mm-hmm. stuff, aren't we? So if, yeah. if it carries on, it's a small sample size. Is, and yeah. we haven't played three of the four teams we played That's aren't right. very good. So you can look at it again like that. But I think we I do think we're okay. Obviously, couple of injuries changes stuff. Mm-hmm. It changes stuff for many teams, not just Everton. That's the way you'd have to look at it. But ideally you've got twenty five players, all of them are brilliant. And you call Man City. You don't drop off. <laughs> Even City haven't got twenty five no, great players. Uh, and and the quality doesn't drop when you make three or four changes. We ain't in that position. No. But I would suggest 12 teams out of the Premier League aren't in that position and maybe even more. So Tottenham are not in that anyway. Mm, things like they have to be fair though, they have bought well this summer. But I think we'll I think we're all right, Ricky, if we get sounds stupid. We've just got to take our chances mm. and we'll be fine. Manager's got to work out the structure of the team properly where own armor should play. If our squad as it is now had been the squad for the first game of the season, we would be already. And we would be in a different yeah. position, yeah. Uh, Clive Long says 777 a bad day for the club uh, Professor Poopy Pants said the 777 news is nauseating uh, Martin Kitney says I know very little about 777 just noise that they are bad guys what are the major issues that other teams haven't realistically do they have money to purchase us seems like the wrong decision well we've discussed that haven't we the other teams are saying they they haven't done what they said John's saying have they got the money to purchase us? We don't know. The non-sporting behaviour hasn't been great. No. Nope. With the the airlines and mm-hmm. reneging on payments for airplanes and yeah. stuff like that. But don't forget, that's all the businesses they own, not mm. per se. Uh, Everton Vikings are still fully of the belief that 777 will not be able to buy Everton. There's multiple reasons. I don't believe they have access to funds they True. would need. There's zero evidence they'd be able to do that. Uh, they would also fail the fit and proper test because they'd have to provide the Premier League with a financial statement of proof of where the money is coming from True. not only to buy Everton but also proof that they can afford to run Everton day to day which I'm 99% certain they'd not be able to you cannot also do leverage buyouts in the Premier League which would be their only way of raising funds that's what we talked earlier on yeah. that looks like what they might yeah. do so it's all much of a muchness um, I think there's probably another party close to taking over, though. And that, again, that's what you said before, which is um, possibly that the way machinery coming down the back door while you mm. put all the noise at the front and you open the back door. And for the somebody. Far Eastern thing, notwithstanding, you talked about state ownership and influence isn't allowed no more. I think Alan in his um, had talked to camera for Sky Sports News talked about, and there's others who don't want the profile so they could be the quietly spoken ones in the background who Farhad's levering against each other that's all sorry uh, but remember we had these same conversations not just about MSP but prior to then you know, mm-hmm. the guy from the Patriots what was his name was it the Patriots for us yeah last year wasn't it oh the Kaminsky's no no no, no. that was last year no when more John Moore. John Moore, yeah. yeah. Same sort that of thing. That was in 2016. Was that, yeah. How long ago? Oh, of course it was. It was when, when Michelle, Michelle, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But people like that, you know? Mm. Um, and then, like you say, the Kaminsky's and stuff. But until it's done, it's, it's not done. You know? And, and you come through the door, 
if Farhad's saying only one investment, how do you get to meet him by saying you're prepared to invest? Mm. Once you've got him you know, around a coffee table or in a nice fine restaurant, you say, how about we buy the whole thing off you? you know? I mean, what we, we are, we'll finish in a minute, but a lot of people are just airing the concerns about 777. Don't worry about what you can't affect. Um, <laughs> you know, not right now anyway. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do look and it does perplex me and people can say to me the reason why others aren't getting involved is because of the hole we're in but that hole we're in opportunity allegedly is when you're looking at the amount of money that's out there right that hole that we are allegedly in is relatively small when you're talking about the money that the, the if it is Say we owe this right to me. They say it was fully maxed, like oh, a, a credit card. The, uh, yeah, yeah. The, say it was fully maxed, right? So we were in debt to 200 million, 200 million quid. Right? You know you've got to buy him a sherry and that's the debt for him. You're going to buy him out and he says, give me 600 million, John, and the club's yours. Yeah. I'll take me 600 million and I'm gone. Mm. And I've all my shares, whatever. I've got 600 million. I'm happy with that and I'm out of here. So you think, okay, I've got to pay Farad 600 million and... This right to me, I want them gone because I don't want but them. But that's a, a, a personal but decision. But that's a decision, isn't it? Yeah. You, might, you might use them. So you might just say, keep paying the interest. Exactly, we're fine. But say you wanted to get yeah, rid yeah. of them, so there's 800 million. This is the chat we had on the sofa. Yeah, that's so right, there's 800 it? million, and say it's the number keeps changing, but say it's 200 million. Just because you end up with a nice round yeah. billion. To complete the stage. So you're but looking for someone with a billion quid. Billion quid. In liquid assets. And you've got the football club with no debt as you know, owing anyone, you've got it. Your stadium's guaranteed to be finished. I now own a Premier League club on the banks of the Royal Blue Mersey. Good man. Stadium looks fantastic. I'm coming in, I'm going to make sure that there's another 103 seats at least put in the stadium so, so that happy there's none of this nonsense of 50. The number cannot begin with a five and a two in 2024 no, in Premier can't. League football. No, it can't. We can't build a new stadium and be the 10th biggest state. It's no. nonsense. I've got a billion quid. And then a tenth of what Man United are exactly right. Want. Apparently, they want ten billion. And then I'm thinking, if I invested another half a billion over the next five years into the team, and and it wouldn't be as easy as that, but structure a team and money there to thingy. That's one and a half billion to have a Premier League football club with a brand spanking new stadium, own it with no debt, and we run it with the right people. Mm -hmm. United, but there was five or six wanting to spend five billion on United. Now I get it, man. United are huge; they're the biggest club in the world. I get it, I get it. But there was still three and four. It ended with, and then they were picking them off. Who were interested at five billion? Mm. So you can have for three and a half billion cheaper. But North American analysts, all of that, done. yeah, absolutely. North American analysts, analysts, sense said a number of years ago, perhaps two-ish. You know that in ten years' time as they describe it, all Premier League franchises will be worth $5 billion and more. So in your little story there, we just converted it to pounds because mm. it's easier. Mm. You're saying spend a one to one and a half billion now. Yeah. And in three or four years time, in theory, you could sell that same asset property for five. For five. And you've made 3.5 And if billion. United ever goes for 10, then that appraises everybody because 
the RS will think they're worth 10 as well. Mm. Yeah. And we're in the same city with a brand spanking new stadium, right? On the bank I just think even and so on and so forth. Yeah. And you've got to get the sporting side right, of course. Yeah, of course. But in this but by doing it structurally, John, yeah. and going to whoever, right? How do you think like that? Like Kevin Thelwell and the, the recruitment team, wherever it may be, and Sean Dykes, whatever, they've done all right this summer with a very limited budget. Give them a bit more. And let's see. You tell them what you want the way Brighton have done it. We want this kind of play. We do. This is the model we want to try and create. I'm sure he knows it anyway. Or if he doesn't, change change him. Get someone in who does. Who goes, right, we want to buy young. Make the thing. Make the money. It's so, not rocket science, though, is it? No. It's, it's the, I mean, anyone, people playing football manager could come into Everton and tell them. you say Kevin and, and his team, had a, a decent summer mm. because you look at the assets and what they've allegedly cost so far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then you say, well, why didn't you do that last summer then? Before you, mm. Kevin, the summer before and the summer before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because there's no money in your wallet, mm. right? That's not the only time not to spend money, is it? No. You know, no. But, but we all know in our social lives, we've all got mates or had mates who if there's 100 quid in his wallet, it ain't going to be there long. Yeah, you know, yeah, sort of God, thing. yeah. And that's the guy who halfway through the night's got no money left and you're going, well, where, where, where's it got? Mm. I had a few shots, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's about discipline and that's about process and procedures, but it's also about culture. But you could grab us as a fan base if you oh, gosh, took yeah. over and went, look, this is what we're doing and we have to do it this way, it's simple, but all come with us on the journey. Everything, everything is bought by winning games of football. Yeah, but of course, but yeah. if you're doing the right thing, I think most fans will go, get behind it because we all need to see that. We all need the hope to go. We're going to there. We're going to that place. We're all on this journey together. We can get there if we all keep going. And people in a football club keep going. Oh, it's too hard. We can't ever win the league. We can't ever win a cup. We mm-hmm. can't ever get into Europe. What's the point? No. Burn it down. What's the point? Because those people shouldn't yeah. be at my football club. Absolutely agree. Everyone, when you walk in that door, should be going, my aim is to play my part in this team winning the Premier League and playing in the champ. That's my aim. That's where we're going. Ain't going to stop. So you have metrics, don't you, for everything? Exactly. And it might be difficult, but at least if we aimed for winning the league or we were going, that's where we're going, everybody's squeezing every last drop. If you fall a little bit below, you're still in Europe. You're still having a good time. You're still, your team's still getting results. Fans are still a lot happier. Winning always buys you time to do the next bit. And do that's the what right thing buys you time. Yeah. So, let's see anyway. Let's see what happens. Long way to go on this one, of course. Um, Potentially. We'll see what happens. We'll be all over it. But let's hope. Well, let's see if there is someone there can go on, okay, well, let's see if they can get a deal agreed for whatever it may if people, be. If people can get their head round it, and you know I have my mantra, don't worry about what you can't affect type mm. of thing, and, and it's possible that with a 777, maybe we do have to try and affect it mm. for, for the reasons we've talked about. But would you buy Everton Football Club right now and then find out next month they got a 10-point deduction? But so, I also know that that's not going to happen. I know. But I get know. it, yeah. yeah. So the point is... Well, apparently this lot... There's an event. Well, apparently this lot didn't want to do a full takeover because they didn't know what league Everton were going to be that's in right. in May. That's right, yeah. So if these are doing it, then yeah. you would imagine that there's so other the point people is, who are looking at everything yeah. and go, so if you're looking let's at see where we are. From an event point of view, mm. if you felt really uneasy today, mm. don't give yourself three months of being uneasy because mm. this thing might very well take... Yeah, yeah. of time yeah. and with the msp money having landed the pressure forget off. the rest of it mm. on the stadium bit looks like minimally it's been re- 
relaxed. Let's just highlight everything that the club's for sale. Let's let's send the bat signal to North America and over to the Middle East and Kuwait. who have got loads of money and things like. Let's just send it far and wide. Listen, this historic Premier League football Everton's club prospectors for selling this. We football can turn it round. Should be so compelling. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah, exactly. because of all the stuff the fans did over the last couple of years, mm. the stuff about the stadium, mm. the city itself. Maybe we all need to like get email accounts from these people and email them fans videos of this club. Come and buy us. Come and buy us. Come and turn this club round. It's because I, we're leaving it to the football club and to people. Quite frankly, that I am not convinced I, I, they're doing the I right thing. I think the really difficult bit is, and perhaps you're right. We should stop now. But if we end up with new owners instead of Mashiri and Kenwright effectively. Yeah. Mm. Um, who from day one, the fans decide they don't want them. We could very well be done. Yeah. 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 So that's why we, we do have to, and that's why we have to be careful. We have to keep our eyes on this. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. Yeah. We don't allow it to get so far that if we think it should be stopped, it can't be. Yeah. Because it's too yeah, late. Yeah. Yeah. Whilst at the same token, the people entering into it from the other side need to recognise that, particularly with the forthcoming regulation in this country, independent regulation stuff, mm. which keeps reaffirming the most important stakeholder is the fans. So mm. first test for the intent around that regulation is forget your goddamn owner's fitness test. Mm. If the fans don't want this new owner, why would you allow them to yeah, yeah. the transaction to happen? And if I'm the owner, I'm thinking, these are a noisy fan base, can I do can I do what I'm saying I can do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's so. also that passion, you can monetize that and um, turn it for good. Right. And our fan base doesn't need a huge amount for us to go into. Sunderland, what are they doing? There you go. Yeah, they turned it. They've so they've good. come out. 20-odd-year-old owner for Crichton. 25-year-old, yeah. yeah. They've come out and engaged the fans, sold the fans what the plan is. The fans have got behind it. The they come week. back through the stadium for them. They're starting to make better progress buying younger players, getting younger players going forward, and they're dragging the club back to where I think Sunderland should be in the Premier League or certainly battling to get in the Premier League. Um, stadium, that would be smaller. And that's what we well. need. Exactly, yeah. Let's so get rid of the bigger one. Um, Nathan says, but Baz, that requires a change in mentality from the fan base, and it requires a higher standard by the club, the manager, and the players. He's right. And um, Chad says the shoot for the stars bit is right, but worries me as we're currently akin to just limping through the season. No, you're absolutely right, but I think that's what we have to do. Uh, right, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't. We are going to be live on more than a game in five minutes, talking about other things, not just Everton there. But listen, if it's not much else going on, we might dip back to the seven, the seven, seven, seven <laughs> bit in standard liege on that one we'll be over there in five minutes Ped I think we'll put the hyper super charge link into the chat which will just just be able to you know get yourself over there can he multitask can he listen he to can things so we'll see you in a minute okay thanks for watching see you later